here, there, and everywhere. SAFM 105.1 FM in Johannesburg. Okay, so we have discussed what is happening in Soweto. We are going to get an update on how the situation is at the moment. Overnight that we know that there was looting, looting of foreign-owned shops. And a word on the ground was that this was a revenge attacks on, on foreigners who uh, the revenge is on the incident that we saw last week where um, there was a raid, a police raid on um, counterfeit goods and oh, those who were selling counterfeit goods and the embarrassing scenes that we saw where the police had to leave because the situation was really getting out of hand. We know that there were subsequent raids after that where the police actually had everything under control. This, we are told, is a reaction by the locals on how uh, that raid went down when the police had to literally leave the scene. So we joined on the line by Nombulelo Nyatela, who's a spokesperson of the MEC of Economic Development. And um, a good afternoon, Nombulelo, and thank you very much for joining us. Afternoon, thank you for having me. Nombulelo, do we know what spurred on the looting spree yesterday, last night? Um, so the whole morning um, today, up until now, um, MEC has been meeting with community members, um, concerned community members. Um, we haven't really gotten a chance to speak to those people who own the shops that have been looted. But um, basically trying to get an understanding what could be the problem, what could have caused um, the looting to happen so sporadically because it's not, it seems as though people didn't see it coming. Mm. Um, and even though, I mean, so we ask these questions because, I mean, there could be other factors at play, other, I mean, other variables at play. But, um, you know, ABC has been clear that he thinks that at the crux of this, mm. at the bottom of this matter, mm. is, you know, the fact that the economy is shrinking, people are unemployed, and everyone is contesting the same space. So there is definitely a need um, for us to look at the underlying issue. It's easy at the surface to say that this may be self-hate, this may be xenophobic attacks, it's just rampant violence, um, people just want to lose. But we think that there's some sort of dissatisfaction on certain things um, happening you know, if you look at, we've been in the whole morning, mm. there's a lot of activity, but it's during the day. This tells you that people are unemployed, they're not in school, mm. um, and obviously this is fertile breeding ground for conflict. You know, you've you've mentioned a couple of things, but what what I want to ask you, Nombulelo, is whether in your own spaces, uh, the MEC is discussing that this narrative that keeps coming up about foreigners and foreigners being the problem and being at the center of the problem. Mm. We we are discussing a, mo- a much more nuanced issue here, and that there are other issues. The economy is 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 it is it is an all time low. We're discussing the fact that people mm. are unemployed and so on, but it is difficult, and it's a difficult space to navigate politically when you're hearing that there is a group somewhere in Nigeria who's also saying, okay, let's boycott South Africa, to try and manage this narrative of foreigners and xenophobia. It's a difficult one. Yeah, it's also, it's difficult, but it's also like the easier narrative to jump on Mm. because um, it fuels people's prejudices. Um, It helps, you know, it's easier to to sort of say it and then, you know, it spreads like wildfire. Mm. But confronting the issues of unemployment, etc., even by our own people and communities, is more difficult. Like, it's a difficult reality. So it's easier to blame someone that's close by and say that, no, but this foreign national is owning a spaza shop, is working here. Therefore, I mean, this could have been my job. But there's other, you know, things at play. And we just want to say that, you know... Um, 
as it's obviously we see that that has been the dominant narrative, including when um, you know the, the the police had gone to the Joburg CBD. I mean, people thought like it was very xenophobic for mm. the police to go um, and and raid what were um, foreign national owned shops. I mean, so it is a, a, a dominant narrative, but we think it's a it's misguided um, to some extent. Of course, we're not saying that um, people do not have maybe any hateful thoughts or hateful actions. Mm-hmm. But we think it's a misdiagnosis of the situation and it's misguided. And I think the more we fuel it, the more we give it space and airtime, the more it grows. I mean, so we're told that yesterday this started in one area. Mm. And just, you know, a few people were saying that, you know, these foreign nationals and generally, um, you know, uh, you know, saying those type of very um, violent Insightful. and disruptive words. Exactly. And just like that, it spread all over. Just like that, it's spread into about five other townships. So the power of how we speak and say things, and we're trying to say, let's bring the real issues back onto the table. We see what you're saying, we see how you're dissatisfied, but let's bring the real issues back onto the table. This is not a new matter, and all the time it is on the same matter. It's on access to the economy, it's on mind, it's on survival. People are hungry. So let's bring those real issues on, onto the table, as opposed to fueling the narrative on xenophobia, we're not saying it doesn't exist, and I think I must be very put that disclaimer, um, because people do get very upset. We're not saying it doesn't exist. We're not saying there isn't a level of hate by some people, but we think that there's an underlying issue, and that must get the real airplay. All right, Nomulelo, look, it is what it is now. We are now here. While we are being sensitive about what narrative to send out there and how we discuss the matter, the truth of the matter is that the fact that you've got a group in Nigeria who's calling for boycotts of South Africa, the narrative exists. Politically, how are we going to manage this hot potato? Look, um, the NEC this morning said that, firstly, we need to to think about, you know, social contacts, about partnering, with people that can help us sort of dissolve um, the negative thoughts in our communities. We're probably going to spend um, a large chunk of um, the rest of the week and next week in Soweto um, with different organizations, with different people trying to find political solutions. And of course, you know, um, to say our office at least has some, it has a bit of a limited scope. Um, there's things that we are unable to do. One of them is really intervene in community safety. That's not really our scope. And also, we don't deal with, um, you know, international matters. You know, um, we don't, we don't, we, we are literally only focused on the economy. So we do have a limited scope. But our focus is to say that, you know, we see the problems, but we need to intervene in the way we best know how, and that is to create jobs for young people, to intervene decisively in the economy, and make sure that, you know, this type of tension doesn't um, rise in our in our. Uh, in the next five years. Which brings me actually, Nombulelo, to my next question because part of the problem is exactly that, isn't it? That there isn't cohesion. Your efforts are isolated. So I am concerned that here you are in Gauteng, mm. you've said to yourself that you, you are going to be focusing your efforts in spending time in Soweto. Well, copycat behavior does take place. So you're, you're trying to now uh, deal with Soweto. Somebody else in KZN may do the same thing. So why do you not have as government entities have a situation where you're collaborating collaborating in these efforts to try and have one kind of effort to, to bring to a close this whole thing, whether it's safety, you guys are obviously economic development and you obviously don't have the muscle to do everything, but why are you not working together? Why am I not seeing more than one MEC in that area? So we um, earlier this, um, you know, a month ago or so started having bilaterals with different MECs 
obviously we're focused in Gauteng, so we can't speak at national level, but I'll speak to um, some of the vertical relationships we have. Mm. And horizontally, um, you know, we've been having bilaterals with MECs and, you know, figuring out how to collaborate more on projects. We do agree that there's been an element of silos in government, but we try to put a stop to that. And MEC, our MEC at least, has been, you know, deliberately, um, you know, following up and um, trying to have meetings with different MECs on matters of collaboration. And I'm sure um, we'll have another one on this. And I think that the Premier would also convene a meeting with relevant uh, parties. Mm-hmm. So it's not that we're not working together. I think that we could work uh, more together. We could do better, of course. Um, in terms of our vertical relationships, um, the MEC is certain something called MINAC meetings. So all MECs, um, in all the provinces, um, for example, if your economic development was, was such a minister that sort of aligns to their portfolio. So there, there are elements of speaking about matters that are cross-cutting in the country, either matters where other provinces have, you know, synergy or could collaborate. I think there is an effort, but we, we agree that, you know, more could be done. We could do better in terms of those collaborations. We'll keep an eye on that story. Thank you very much for making the time. Nombulelo Nyatela, who is a spokesperson of the MEC of Economic Development, Agriculture and Environmental Affairs. I want to quickly touch base also now with the police. K. Makubela is joining us on the line. Uh, good afternoon and thank you very, very much for joining us us uh, uh, Mr. Makubela. Good afternoon ma'am. So Mr. Makubela can you give us a sense from where you stand as the police has the situation been calm at the moment as we speak? Yes indeed the situation is calm. Uh, police are continuing to be visible in the area. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are still also assisting those uh, foreign nationals who are picking up their uh, uh, stock to take them where they will keep them safe. Uh, so far, we uh, only had uh, seven suspects arrested for looting mm-hmm. since uh, in the morning, and uh, these suspects are going to be charged with uh, public violence, and we will continue to be in the area until uh, we restore the order. Have you interviewed these suspects? Uh, well, the suspect will be interviewed uh, during the uh, uh, warning statement when uh, they are supposed to be charged. All right, but but I mean, when you arrested them, did you find them in the act? How come? You know, how clear are you that these are the right people that you you've arrested? Uh, remember, we we have uh, sent our intelligence on the ground, mm-hmm. and now the. Uh, identifying those who were involved, and uh, we also also found them in position of uh, stolen property, the fridges, uh, the goods, which we believe might have been taken from the uh, the looting. All right. What what is happening now with the foreign nationals who own the shops that were looted? Where are they? Are they are they secure? Are you guys giving them some sort of safety? What is happening on the situation there? Uh, well, uh, since uh, it, it was started yesterday, they were uh, moved to the police station with their goods. Mm-hmm. And uh, from the police station, they contacted their family members to uh, come and uh, collect them with the big uh, transport uh, with their goods. Uh, so far, some they indicated that they are going to um, uh, force back. Some they just indicated they are going to their relatives. But we haven't kept them anywhere where we can say they are under police uh, uh, supervision. So they have been evacuated from the area? Uh, They have been moved, Mm. uh, moved out 
themselves, mm-hmm. uh, as I'm indicating, and uh, as they've decided to uh, save their stock mm-hmm. and not to be looted, so they uh, move out, out of the area with their uh, things. Mr. Makubala, how do we know that tonight we won't have another flare-up? Sorry? How do we know, how secure is the area, how do we know that tonight there will not be another flare-up? Uh, well, the police will uh, remain uh, visible in the area, okay. and uh, we are also uh, getting information from the community members who are giving us uh, what actually uh, transpired before, and also they are identifying those who have uh, hidden the stolen property. So police will be around and making sure that we continue ready those who have been identified and uh, recovered those uh, stolen properties. Kema Kubela, Gauteng Police Spokesperson. Thank you very, very much, Ntate, for joining us on the line. I want to quickly take your calls as well on 0891-104-207. I see you, Sabelo. Good afternoon, Sabelo. Sabelo, you calling us from Durban? Hi. Hi, yes. I, I just wanted to make a, an observation. Mm-hmm. You know, um, we are not seeing um, a, a pushback against all foreign nationals, but it would seem those who compete in a space of African, especially in formal, informal sector. Mm. Now, what that tells us, and if you look at the, the rhetoric from your Nigeria and so forth mm. around, boycotting South African goods. Mm. They are boycotting South African goods that are in the formal market, mm. Mm. not in the informal market. And that tells us that maybe all of the impacts around our borders and so forth have harmed our people. But mm. the only the only drawback that would say, how do we handle this, is when we are being hit in the formal sector. Now, who, who runs South African businesses and who owns South African businesses? Mm. Um, and we need to ask those questions because South Africa is still very much a divided society. Mm. And what does this tell us? Mm. It tells us that we, we run the risk of forsaking the very same people who placed this government and gave it the opportunity to govern. We're placing them in harm's way for the sake of South African businesses to make profit in Nigeria and so forth. And those South African businesses are not employing South Africans. Many of them are in South Africa being accused of employing foreigners in South Africa in many mm-hmm. events. So I really think this, there's a complexity here mm-hmm. that is really stemming from the fact that we haven't done our homework, we haven't done the work mm-hmm. in creating an equal society where South Africans actually enjoy this economy. Mm-hmm. So when we are protecting this economy, we are in fact protecting the very thing that is oppressing our own mm-hmm. people. Sabelo, such such a great point. Such a great point. Thanks very much for that wonderful analysis there, Sabelo. Let me go quickly to Keds in Umtata. Hi, Keds. Good afternoon, Keds. Welcome to the show. Hello, hello, Pumelo. Pumelo. Yes. How, thank you, thank you, lady. How I wish all all over the country Mm. people can repeat what's happening there in in Soweto. Yo, Keds. Because... These people, the foreigners, are doing something which is very wrong. Tell me about your understanding of what is wrong that they do. We have here Somalians who are running these other shops. Mm -hmm. What they do is they shut everyone else who wants to open a spaza shop like them. They threaten to bend down their shops. They sell products which they buy 
from their own uh, uh, wholesale, wholesale shops. And uh, you will find out that these are poor quality grocery, grocery shops. These are uh, grocery shops selling fathers. Here's they the thing. Here's the thing, Ken. Let me let me ask you this quickly. I'm I'm just we, wondering. I'm worried about time, kids. Can I ask you this quickly before we have to take an ad break? So the people that lease the spaces to them are the local people as well. How how do you make I'm sense? I'm sorry, of that? the line is poor. You know, oh. I'm not hearing you. Oh, I'm, I'm not sure if you hear me. Yes, I'm I'm sorry about that, kids. We'll come back to the lines just to try and sort them out. Oh eight nine one one zero four two zero seven is a number to dial. We'll continue this conversation after this. We're discussing the looting that took place in Soweto overnight and uh, seven people have been arrested according to K. Makubela who's a Gauteng spokesperson for the police and uh, lots of you coming through with uh, really interesting points around why why we're seeing this flare up over and over again. 891 Let me quickly take your calls Ntlantla uh, Butelezi I'm not sure where you're calling us from Hello Ntlantla Ntlantla, welcome to the show. You're the president of the People's Revolutionary Movement. Welcome to the show. Thank you. How are you? I'm well. Thank you for calling, Ntlantla. Yes, yes. Yes, I'm the president of the People's Revolutionary Movement, PRM. Mm-hmm. And we stand on the side of the people of Soweto mm-hmm. uh, for, for taking action because this government uh, uh, of the ANC is not really helping the, the, the poor. It's not protecting us from the, from the foreign nationals. Why do the foreign nationals come all the way to South Africa and do what South Africans can do? And the government is just allowing them, and there's no economic growth that they're bringing. And the people are standing up, when people are standing up, I think it is correct for us. And as PRM, we say, yes, that's what we said uh, in 2015 to date. We're saying the very same thing, that people must stand up and defend themselves because no one is defending them. They must defend themselves from being... Uh, uh, undermined in terms of uh, trading, in terms of economy. How can you come all the way wherever you come from, whether from Nigeria, and then you come here to open a spider shop? Is there economic growth that you're bringing to South Africa? So, tell me, trading? so let yes. me ask you this. Do you think all South Africans that are trading elsewhere in the world must also be sent back here? What type of goods are they, send, uh, are they trading? Are they, are they opening spider shops there? South Africans all over the world are doing all kinds of things. So it's not but one type of business. Kinds of the, can you tell me what type of, of, of goods are they selling? No, are they I'm, saying, I'm saying just that, that they are doing all kinds of things. Others are selling even drugs and no. so on. So what I'm asking, hear me, I'm not fighting with you. I'm saying to you, yes. are you calling for South African business people or even those who are in the black market to all come back and not trade anywhere else in the world? If, 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 if there are South Africans who are participating in the fourth economy, yes, they must come back and, and do the fourth economy here. But if they are participating in the second and the third economy, it's correct for, for, for us. Let the foreign nationals mm-hmm. come here and, and, and participate in the first and the second economy. But the third and the fourth economy must be preserved for South Africans. And this government is not doing that. Because the poor people who have to send children to school, who have to feed their children, in fact, have got a smaller space because they don't get support. Even uh, the, 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 the ports, uh, so our South African people are not given an opportunity to trade through the ports to receive goods there. Only the foreign nationals and other nationalities of South Africa, but the, 
African majority, the native South Africans, do not have that opportunity. That's why we have a problem uh, with the, the, the SAR uh, for not allowing South Africans to trade in ports. So, no. Mr. Botalese, a quick one for me because I've got to go to news. Are you then yes. also objecting to, for instance, a spa, a pick and pay, and so on, opening its doors in a township where it's competing with the with the spaza shops because they are direct competitors too? Yes, uh, we, we are opposed to that, but we understand that because South Africans are so poor, they find themselves having to allow the foreign nationals to trade because they want money to rent because they, they are not working. Okay. They want money to rent. They want money to feed their their, their, their their children. But it's not their problem. The problem is the one is, is is the South African government who opened the borders for them and bring these people here. And we don't know where, at what time do they come. You you you've never seen the buses bringing them, but you've seen them everywhere. And then they go to townships, and then there because South Africans see the opportunity of feeding their families but not that they love them and but I'm gonna them. have to I'm gonna have to leave it there so we are running late for the news I'm really appreciative of the fact that you did call in uh, thank you very much for that call it's now 1 30 let's got there let's get the very latest in headlines with Utsi Lesako.